the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review Podcast, where we bring you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Our podcast is brought to you through partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you enjoy from my cigar-smoking friend, Dennis Prager. Those of you who listen to me regularly know that I am preoccupied with an issue that is ignored by, for that matter, most conservatives, let alone, of course, people on the left don't ignore it, they affirm it. And that is the reordering of male and female as distinct entities and what is happening, the form of child abuse that is taking place in the country, pure, undiluted child abuse. Like a, like the teenage girls who get their breasts taken off in surgery because they want to be a boy. And uh, the uh, New York City law... Uh, that came into effect January 1st, that a parent can now, on a birth certificate of a child born in New York City, mark X, where it says sex, or gender as the current fad is, male, female, or X, at birth, my friends, at birth. There is another person preoccupied with this issue, Abigail Schreier, who writes terrifically at the uh, at the Wall Street Journal, and she has a course coming up at Prague University, I'm proud to say. Abigail, your latest piece on rapid onset gender dysphoria is a critical reading. We're putting it up at our website. Anyway, welcome to my show. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. It's very sweet of you to say. There are so many lines in your piece about this rapid onset gender disorder that are worthy of noting. And one of them is, I want to get this straight in my mind. Where do the pediatricians of the country stand on these matters? That's a great question. Um, Well, the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Pediatric Endocrine Society um, have now moved to affirmative care. That means they believe their job is to affirm the the self-diagnosis of minor children. So minor child will now come in and say, I'm gender dysphoric, or actually they will usually say, I'm transgender, which is not a medical diagnosis, but that's what they will say. And they believe the job of the pediatrician is to say, yes, you are. <laughs> you, I will now use your name that you supply and your, um, and, and your pronouns. The problem with this, of course, is that often when a child is, um, or, um, goes through this, and I'm not talking about um, young children, but we're, we're now seeing a huge rise in this, a, a really astronomical rise in this among adolescents, which we had not seen ever before. 
um, usually they have other underlying psychiatric problems. And the problem is when you turn around and affirm when you're a doctor and you're supposed to safeguard, you know, these minors, and instead what you're, you affirm their diagnosis, they will not get treatment for the underlying medical problem. And often, and often they have one. They have a lot of anxiety. They have a lot of depression. I'm, I'm quiet because I'm thinking about how yet another institution in society has been ruined by the left. And that is uh, medicine, specifically here with pediatricians. Is, I know that there are dissenting voices among pediatricians. There's a small group uh, that has another name. Are you familiar with that? Um, yeah, I, I think there there is. You mean the um, the College of Pediatricians? Yeah, whatever right? it's the called. American yes, College? yeah. Yes. Um, yes, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I don't know much about it, um, but I, I understand. I do understand as a lawyer that when you change the standard of care for all these pediatricians, what you're what you're doing is signaling to them um, liability. You're opening them up to liability if they don't follow their standards of care. Um, it's a it's, it's a really uh, effective means of silencing the med- medical community. Right. So, uh, an, a, an eight year old girl comes into the pediatrician's office and says, "Doctor, I'm really a boy," and he can't say, "You know what? So many little girls have gone through that stage. You're actually a girl. Everything will be all right." If he says that, he's open uh, to a legal action. Is that what well, you're saying? What I'm saying is that the, the standard of care has, as yes, it will. I mean, I I, I believe I'm um, the, the 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 change in the standard of care will open them to liability. But here's the thing: it's not even that we're seeing it with the eight-year-olds. Um, well, gender identity disorder, what we now call gender dysphoria, used to be something that occurred in a tiny um, fraction of a percentage of the population, and it was young children who actually believed they were the opposite gender. Yeah, all right, hold it there for one moment. Abigail Schreier is my guest, one of the few people aside from me, I will fully acknowledge that, uh, who was sounding the alarm about the war on children in the United States of America. Uh, waged by every uh, institution virtually, religious institutions, as you point out in your column, and uh, the medical profession, the the psychotherapeutic profession, and of course the media in in creating, really. And, And public schools. Oh, yes, and public schools. Public schools can't forget public schools because they are aggressive. Um, curricula are being rewritten. Um, Planned Parenthood... Wait, give us us an example. What does it mean a curriculum is rewritten? Sorry. Um, So there there are several ways. Um, In California, we now have um, Positive Prevention Plus, their new curriculum, which is... um, which, which is rewritten to first it presents as 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 biology. So what we'll teach children about is their health curriculum and things like sexually transmitted disease, which of course is factual and 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 medical um, and and scientific. And in this course, they will also teach things about how you know gender identity is in is is in your head, and that for instance, a boy can essentially have a girl's brain. That this this idea of identity is in your head. There's of course no basis for this. There's no sense that, you know, obviously the... Why know, is this even chromos- taught? I don't understand. Where is it taught? In a biology class? Where is it taught to a fifth yeah, grader? it's taught in, it, well, it's taught in their their, their health program um, that they now teach in schools. Um, they have them 
you know, throughout the country, you know, throughout the country, they're teaching this. Um, obviously, Fairfax County is teaching this, but there's also been efforts to in- to move this into um, other areas of the curriculum. So um, there's been a huge effort in public schools to move, um, you know, more g- transgender sensitive material into history because they say they've been inclu- excluded from history. How, how do you do that? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I I know about that, but I've never I understand. Well, you could say, oh, so this inventor was really gay, or right. or here here is here are blacks that you haven't heard of. Uh, how, do, how what transgender has made great contributions that we are unaware of? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I can only say that what they are doing is, as they will they will say. Um, for instance, when they talk about male and female, it is no longer, that is a, you know, um, they will not longer present those as the only options, of course. They, they, they openly teach gender fluidity, which means that there are actually a series of options. And they pretend, and this is the, the false science of it, they pretend to say that, say, there are gender fluid options, binary, not, you know, sorry, male, female, non-binary options. But of course, because there's no scientific basis for this, there could be 4,000 genders. There's no reason to pick four or three or, or you know, an infinite number. Um, but, but it's taught as fact. Are there really teenage girls having their breasts removed? Absolutely. And in fact, um, you know, as they are lowering the age of medical consent in California. Without parents. Without parents. Without parents. That's critical. Yeah. To parents whose daughters, and these are girls, these are, now, this is not traditional gender dysphoria. These are adolescent girls who experience no dysphoria in childhood, and then they go through puberty and they feel uncomfortable in their bodies. And somebody tells them, maybe you're really a boy. That's right. Maybe you are trans. Right. And then they can go out and get these treatments. And no therapist, no therapist in California can say, you're not a boy. That's exactly right. And they don't even need a therapist note. They can go to a gender clinic and ask for testosterone, and all they need to do is sign, is give their informed consent, meaning I'm aware of the risks, and and I waive, you know, um, liability. I think um, we sense- should. I think we should have a list. It's I've, I I don't attack people by name as a rule, but uh, obviously public figures is a separate issue, but. Uh, I I would like to have a list. The following surgeons uh, 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 cut off girls' breasts because they say they're boys and have a list of these monsters. It's funny. They they actually do. That is available on the Internet. I've seen it because um, I was one of the parents I talked to. um, Their their daughter, without their permission, ran off to to get her breasts removed. These these girls become these these teenage girls become somewhat hysterical once they discover this community that they think they're a part of, um, and and they're suffering from a lot of anxiety and depression to begin with. So they're desperate to belong. And there are a, there are surgeons throughout the country who will even perform the surgery without so much as a psychiatric note, suggesting that this is necessary or a good idea. Who pays these surgeons? That is a good question. First of all, under Obamacare, a lot more of this is covered. Um, so, for in, you know, in, on, in the universities, a lot of these kids were able to get treatment at very little cost um, because the university health plans are covering this. So it's much easier for a kid who's troubled, who's going off to college with some anxiety, to, 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 to come home with a beard. And that's happening. 
God, do I feel for these parents. By the way, you point out in your piece how these girls stop talking to their parents, but they continue to pay their tuition, their rent, and their phone bills. Dear parent, if your child doesn't speak to you, don't do a damn thing for them. This is a Dennis Prager public service announcement. <laughs> you know, it's very, I, I have to tell you, I have a lot of sympathy for par- the parents on this issue because, first of all, these are the, uh, the, the ones who are afflicted in adolescence with this sudden, uh, you know, social contagion are overwhelmingly girls, and they're girls with a history of mental health problems. Right. They have anxiety and depression. Right, but they don't so acknowledge the are, that. They don't have a problem. Society has the problem because right. it doesn't recognize that they're really boys. <laughs> right, but it's very hard for parents to cut off a child who they know has a history of mental health issues. Right, but it's um, a, but so it's, that's yes, why the parents are right. But not speaking to your parents is a moral issue. <laughs> a- Abigail, keep up the good work. I look forward uh, to your uh, video coming out for Prager University. You're doing important stuff. Thank you so much, Dennis. Great to be on your show. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy where they're preparing leaders for the public square. It might be the right step for you or a recent college graduate in your life. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.